0: I was like good, I get behind this. By the
1: way, am I too far from the mic or is it good? You're perfect. I'm not perfect, but thank
0: you. <laughs> but he's pretty darn close, right? <laughs> All right, we ready to go. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling into another episode of the Candace Owens show. I remember when I was doing uh, my Instagram questions and I said, ask me anything, somebody had asked me uh, who was my favorite person to host on the Candace Owens show. And I said, without kidding, that it was Dennis Prager. And I do understand the irony of that because the show is hosted uh, by Prager You, but I promise you they did not twist my arm. I meant that um, it has a lot to do with his age and his experience and a wisdom, uh, and I felt after our first episode that he had connected a lot of dots for me as somebody who is young, who is still learning, who has grown up politically in front of everybody. Um, it's okay not to know the answers to everything, I think, is the best place to start. It's okay to not be a know-it-all. I think we're in um, at a place in society where everyone feels like they need to know everything, that they have to pretend um, that they are well-versed in every subject, and I could not be further from that. I bring on people on the show who are much smarter than I and who have lived long Longer than I, and that is why I am so grateful to welcome Dennis Prager back to The Candace Owens Show. Thank you, Dennis, for joining me.
1: And I still don't know everything. Just for the record.
0: Well, get out of here. Let's end the episode. Uh, I know.
1: It's a problem.
0: (laughs) No, but it is true. I I think um, there's a lot of wisdom to learn from older people. And I've been, especially now, I've been almost bugging my grandfather every day for more and more and more. Uh, Just he was there.
1: Well, your attitude has been the universal attitude. I mean literally universal. Every culture had that attitude that... uh, There was something special about the elderly that they had a wisdom that uh, that we younger people didn't have. By the way, there's a a simple proof. I've asked everyone uh, I've on the radio, uh, whoever disagreed with me on this matter, or at a speech. Let's say they're they're 45 years old. So I just say to them, "I'm curious, are you wiser than you were at 30?" And they go, "What are you kidding? Of course." Well then, why don't you assume that somebody sixty might have more wisdom than you do? Now, some don't. There are old fools. I mean, <laughs> Bernie Sanders comes to mind, and I don't. I, I don't mean it as an insult. He's a foolish man, and he's an old man. That, that so it, it doesn't guarantee. But the man has not grown. He has the same views he had when he was seventeen. That uh, 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 idolizing uh, basically communist or socialist ideas. But here is when it stopped. This was universal. Whether it's Asia, Africa, America, it was universal. It stopped in my generation. The baby boomer generation, when I was a kid, had this idiotic motto, and I knew then it was idiotic, never trust anyone over 30. What? And I remember thinking, what are you, out of your minds? My heroes are 2,000, 3,000 years old. They're well over 30. You know, Moses, he's really old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but these were. This is what secular life breeds. It breeds a a a truly narcissistic view. I know everything at twenty. One more example. I'm giving. I'm speaking too long on on one point. No, this is good. But I, I I'll give you one more example. I when I was at Columbia doing my graduate work, there were demonst- kids were demonstrating and so on. And of course, just like today, the administration gave in. And what was the demand? This demand was. No more required courses at Columbia. And they gave in. The administration gave in. I remember telling friends, I don't understand, I'm 20 years old. Well, I was 22. 22 years old. They're 50 years old. They're professional educators, and I'm supposed to decide what I should learn? What did they learn in the 30 intervening years? Nothing.
0: So this is uh, how the inmates start running the prison, right? So this gets yes. back to the concept of, and I talk about this all the time, how the left is sort of now saying, actually, children know the answers. Children know everything. We actually need we need less adults. And, and you see this on the left, and you bring up Bernie Sanders, and you remember these platforms of leftists says, we need to we need to get younger, younger, younger people voting. We need to lower the voting age to four. I, I genuinely believe, Dennis, that if you said, you know, how low should it really go? And no matter what, we can get it passed. They would say four years old. If we think that children um, have the authority to pick their own genders? Well, of course they can pick their own presidents. If they have the authority to to, to mutilate their own bodies, why wouldn't they have the authority to pick their own presidents? So you're right. Well, a
1: a 16-year-old girl does not have to tell her parents if she wants her healthy, healthy breasts taken off, double mastectomy because she identifies as a boy. She does not need parental permission. So if you could decide to remove your breasts at 16, you should certainly be allowed to vote. At the very least, by the way, I have a theory as to why people on the left think 16 and 15 year olds should have the vote. And and I mean this completely sincerely. They do not have any more wisdom than a 15 year old. So they don't understand why not give them the vote.
0: I think it's it's predatorial. I, I think you're giving them too much credit. I think it's, pred, it's it's predatory nature. You know what I mean? Like if, if you really want to get something, I mean, think about a predator. It's like you know, this is a kid. The kid doesn't know any better, so they become the easiest targets, right? Somebody who uh, that is also not true. But in
1: their heart, they don't believe that they're wiser than a 15 year old.
0: I think Bernie does. If we're talking about just like, when we talk about when I see these yes. politicians that have been here for a long time, I think they do. And they know this is the easiest way to get it done, because when you've lived a long time, you've seen some stuff. Right. I mean, I mean, someone like Bernie Sanders knows exactly what communism is, and what socialism is. He's seen some stuff. He's, he's not young enough to be an AOC who might genuinely think she knows what she's talking about. Bernie Sanders, opposite sides of a different coin. I think I always say what a socialist you're either one you're in one camp or the other. You're either evil or ignorant. There's nothing in between, evil or ignorant. And I think AOC is ignorant. And I think she genuinely thinks everything can be free. And she doesn't have, like you're saying, she doesn't have the mental capacity beyond a four year old. And I think Bernie is evil. And if people think that, oh, we can't do Oh, let be me evil, make be clear. So she has
1: the mental capacity beyond a four year old. She doesn't have the wisdom. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. A lot of these people have very high mental capacity. Mental capacity without wisdom is worthless. Wisdom is everything. Just wanna just wanna put that on the table.
0: Yeah, you're right. that's like saying you can you can be an extremely smart person. Yes, you either wanna work. But if you, but and if read you don't books. have wisdom,
1: listen, my computer is brilliant. And unbelievably knowledgeable, but it has no wisdom.
0: That's exactly right. And, and and I think that on the other side, where I think conservatives conservatives kind of depend on older people, and, and at least for me, where I'm realizing they have the wisdom, they have the answers, and I'm trying to get more out of my grandfather now, and I wish that I had the ability when I was younger and living with him to ask him all of these so important questions. And I've realized that as I start asking him more questions, it's because I'm really trying to understand race, which has become obviously um, you know, a focal point of everything that's being debated. And what I have found, which is remarkable— is that his perspective on it is not as volatile and angry that's and as right. separatist as the people that didn't even and live he, through the times. That's
1: right. And he lived through racism. He lived through it. Yes. He
0: lived through it. I mean, correct. You, you, you hear my grandfather tell these stories, and this is the most important element. I wrote about this in my upcoming book, The Pride, when he talks about the Ku Klux Klan coming up at night, and he was one of 12 brothers and sisters. They had a tiny place to live, and the Ku Klux Klan hated his father. Uh, for what for what, what reason I'm not sure, but they hated his father in particular, and he says, you know, they come around, they start shooting in our house, and my grandfather says him and and the kids would run to the back, and they'd hide under the bed, and then my granddad's exact words today, and my daddy would grab the shotgun and, and shoot back at them boys. Them boys, right? There's a sense of power yes. and pride, and, and it the degrades way, the history that the KKK wish they a had. A
1: lot of the early activism against guns was to deprive blacks of them.
0: That's correct. Condoleezza Rice spoke about that, and, and yes. I talk about that, talk, that wisdom again. Condoleezza Rice. Um, and I got really nervous about this uh, when I had uh, Sheriff David Clark on my show. He said something, and it terrified me. It sent a chill down my spine. You, you'll notice uh, Sheriff uh, David Clark has been absent. Uh, he's not in the news like he used to be. He was in the what news a happened, lot. Uh, right? When I know what happened. He said that he, he realized one day that we're, we're losing the black intellectuals, that's becoming an endangered species. He said, Think about it. Who, who are the black intellectuals? And I'm going, you know, Condoleezza Rice, Walter Williams, Thomas Soul. I'm listing them off. And, and he goes, Well, how old are they? You realize Larry the Larry pro-
1: Elder is the youngest. L-
0: Larry Elder is the youngest. And he's,
1: and he's not.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that he's in young, his 60s, right? right. And he, that sent a chill down my spine and because that, he's right. Well,
1: well, Jason Riley, you might add, i mean, but you're right, but in general, i mean, there may be exceptions, but in general we're losing it right yeah. and
0: and and if you if you lose that that wisdom but, but
1: but it's happening everywhere the the uh the left has the left is is an anti wisdom force, and uh wh- where where are the white intellectuals where 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 are the jewish intellectuals i mean Jews were known for being intellectuals and 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 where are they
0: right well, but at least, I mean, I, I could name more Jewish intellectuals. I can name Christian intellectuals, that people that have really just been focusing right, on but there's making been a de- sure they know. Well, there's been know. a
1: devastation in, in, black, in life black, co- black life caused by this. Right, And you have more college graduates than ever. That's the irony. That's the irony, which which
0: allows them, which then allows the left to not only rewrite our history, right? Because the black intellectuals, remember, so when Condoleezza Rice goes on The View and they start saying, take the guns away after a school shooting. And she says, you know, let me tell you a story actually, right? right? And she starts telling a story about how the NRA came around when she was young and taught them how to shoot. She immediately they all have to be quiet. They they don't attack her nothing Rock because course. that that's that wisdom and she's an intellectual right. and it's over, correct, right? Correct. That generation that generation goes and you've got you've got young people like me that are trying, right? But I can't Off top of my head, say you know what? Unless I really, really, really focus, and I say you know what? These people, these people that are alive now that have lived longer, that know a lot, that are writing books, you really, you really need to get under it. And that's kind of, um, I guess, just a a, a little bit of anxiety that I've had recently about just realizing that we're losing the black intellectuals, we're losing intellectuals in general. But it will be um, once the black intellectualism gets depleted, it's a threat to America because it is through the theme of racism and and white versus black and that they're allowed to kind of spread. Um, this. By the way,
1: I want to retract something. I don't normally do this, but I, have, I want to be uh, intellectual honesty is number one thing for me. Now that I think of it, it, it and it reinforces your point, I said, well, what about the white intellectuals? I'm wrong. There is a, There is a blossoming of young conservative intellectuals at American Thinker, American Greatness, Daily Wire, obviously PragerU. And so there really is, I think this is actually uh, a, a great moment in conservative intellectual life. But you're right. There is the absent black,
0: and, and I think conservatives need to know why that is a big, big problem. Because um, I believe, and this is just from me speaking to people and and doing this for the last three years, that everything that the left wants to perpetuate, they use Black America to do it. And I I, I still say Black Americans are intellectual slaves um, because it is it is a form of slavery that we do we're, we're doing their bidding without knowing it. Right? We become we've become mentally locked ideologically by the left, and we're doing their bidding without knowing it at no benefit to ourselves, which is really what the institution. <laughs> I never, I
1: never heard a good answer to Donald Trump's question. What the hell do you have to lose? Because, they <laughs> mock it. They can mock But every, problems, uh, every problem area is governed by, by black Democrats, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes white Democrats, but always Democrats.
0: But but black Americans are how they spread their poison. Think of anything you think is crazy, like that, that the left is doing. You're like, what? what, why, Why are they doing this? It would stop immediately if black Americans said no. Because they created us as the ultimate victim in American society, right? They don't care anymore. The, G- the Jewish people, are starting to, to to mesh. You're white. Your skin color is white. So you know what, Dennis? You're a white right. man. That doesn't right. matter anymore because right. of the color of your skin. But black Americans, they've said, no, these are the real victims in this society. That's right. So if black America says doesn't say no to it, then they can keep doing it. The second black America says, hey, hey, hey. You're not telling my son you can pick, he can pick his gender. It's gotta go. It's gotta go immediately because of the victim. That's the class that they're doing everything for, right? I say that in quotation marks for people that are listening and not watching. Everything they do is for helping the little guy, and the militantist guy is Black America. So when Black America stands up, the narrative gets slapped down, so they make sure to purposely remove black intellectuals, to purposely rewrite black history, to purposely start talking about removing signs of racism. Well, and, if and-
1: he, if they can perpetuate the idea among blacks, Hispanics, and women that you are oppressed, then they have Democrats. But no, I have a riddle. What do you call a happy uh, a happy woman? A Republican. That's true. What do you call a happy black? A Republican. <laughs> What do you call a happy Jew? A Republican. The happiness gap is the, because of the gratitude gap. If I'm grateful to be an American, I am overwhelmingly likely to be a Republican. If I, have, if I believe that this country has shafted me and my group... I'm a Democrat.
0: That's right. That's right. And they and they do. They there are. Don't get me wrong. There are tons of other groups. They, they definitely. The sexism is all about getting the women behind it. But even the women, the biggest card in the game in the game of a uh, of leftist oppression is always the black card. Trumps it all. And and that kinda has been the anxiety and the fear of me realizing that the disappearance of black intellectuals is a bigger, a bigger deal than I think people are realizing yet in terms of conservatives won't be able to win any argument um if if there's no black person to stand up and say, actually that's factually uh incorrect. Um and and, and that's in so many different regards. And and why I wanted to really have you on today is because I just started getting under um, there have been, has been a lot of back and forth even in terms of Jewish history now, right? Like they're kind of re- rewriting it and and actually they're not rewriting it. They always blame Jewish people for everything. I think they've always done that <laughs> since the beginning of time. They've been consistent
1: right, right. <laughs> on
0: that one point. No matter right. what, it's the fault of the Jewish people, Right. right. <laughs> Um, and so I started, uh, you know, I'm one of those people that I don't believe that every fight is mine. Um, I'm not here to be a, a hero in every topic because the only way I can be authentic is if I actually know the facts. And when we started seeing this uprising, I'll tell you how I got to wanting to talk about this this uprising and anti Semitic attacks um, in inner cities, I got interested. And I got interested because I had been noticing that there's been a high conversion of um, black people who are obviously black Americans who are naturally Christian, were deeply faithful Christians to. Um, to Islam, right? And uh, these conversions are happening in the prisons. 83% 83% of all prison converts convert to Islam. The imams are going into the prison. And I, I I, saw that as a weird thing that nobody was talking about when you talk about why is it that three miles from Rikers Island, Jews are being attacked um, in New York City by black people. It's not normal. Black people and Jews have always gotten along. We've always been like, hey, we're in this uh, boat of oppression a little bit by ourselves. We've got our humor. We've got, you know, and that's been, there's always been a natural bond. And it's being torn apart in a weird way. Um, So I wanted to give a platform and start talking about questions that people have when I'm on college campuses um, that I, I think some people would like to have answered and said they're being called anti-Semitic for even asking the questions. And I do want to start by saying if you are conservative and somebody asks you a question that makes you uncomfortable, um, calling them a name is the, is, is the left's tactic. Answer the question because by the truth is, is always the best response.
1: Well, I'll give you a good example of that. A guy called my show a number of years ago and he goes, yeah, because people know they can say anything to me, which is exactly your point. I'm not going to uh, pounce on them. Uh, so a guy calls up and he goes, you know, Dennis, you know, let's face it, uh, Jews control Hollywood. So, of course, I, I know 90% of the listeners and maybe even he expected me to say, oh, you're an anti-Semite and, and hang up the phone. Instead, I said, do you know, the truth is Jews are disproportionately powerful in Hollywood. You're absolutely right. What's your point? And there was total silence he had no point and i went on i said can you show me one way in which this has benefited jews can you name a movie in the last 40 years that shows israel in a positive light that shows jews in a positive light and it was all of this. All of this received silence.
0: I love that. I love that because that is that. That is literally that how, is you you, how, exactly, how you win. That's exactly how you win. You don't need to be offended. So the,
1: the and and the listener is clear. Well, this guy really doesn't have a point. He just wants <laughs> to attack Jews. But he I you to didn't get upset. have to say that, and he wanted me to get. But it's yeah. hard to, very hard to upset.
0: He wanted you to get upset because actually, what you prove when you do get upset is that you can't answer the question, That's and there's something right. there. So if the you said, com- "Oh, oh, your question adopted, is anti-Semitic," and he's like, doing this What's, he "What's he hiding? What's he hiding? Why are they controlling the Hollywood?"
1: Calm one wins. Yeah,
0: the calm one always wins, and I've seen more and more appearances of people, and, and understandably, I mean, I've seen people on stage, and they say, "Well, how can you?" Uh, as a as a christian person you know charlie kirk got attacked and he didn't get, he actually end up answering the question but how can you as a christian person stand next to a gay person and and the whole idea of why they're asking these questions is to elicit a response from you but the best way for us to win is for them to for us to be able to answer the questions That's so right. number one question that i get about uh about Judaism or my stance on Judaism, which I always say I have not ever looked into the issue, um, so I'm not prepared to answer the question. I actually always say, ask Dennis Prager, call the show and ask Dennis Prager, um, is how how could you possibly stand on the side of, of Israel having its own state? Doesn't that make you a Zionist? Doesn't that make uh, you, Dennis, somebody who wants to see the Arabs in that region hurt? How could you possibly stand on that?
1: Well, I actually have a preview video on, the, on that subject. We have a number on Israel. Uh, I, I ask people who attack Israel a question. There are 220 countries approximately in the world. There are, uh, I believe, 52 Muslim countries. There are, I think, 24 or so Arab countries. There's one Jewish country the size of New Jersey. Why of all these countries... Have you isolated that one for attack?
0: Oh, um, you know, because, um, well, I mean, I, I because I, I it's really wrong what's happened to the Palestinians in that region. Right. That's why. I'm isolating because you guys are doing really bad stuff. That's why.
1: Right. Okay. So there's room for 24 Arab states, but not one Jewish state. Which and only Jewish states have ever existed in the land called Palestine. Palestine is a Roman name; it's not an Arab name. It was given by the Romans to blot out the name Judea, which was the original name of the of the area. So there have only been three independent states in that area in all of history. All three have been Jewish states. The first one destroyed in 586 BC, the second in 70 AD, and the third resurrected in 1948 AD. That's it. They've all been Jewish. There has never been a Palestine. There has never been any other independent state there. People wandered in and out. Arabs lived there, Jews lived there, Christians lived there. And that's what it is. The Do Jews... You
0: know what? It doesn't matter. It Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the state's called, right? It's, it's the Arab people, and they are suffering. And they, it, it was obviously they were peaceful. They were. It was a peaceful place until the Jews got there.
1: Right. Well, it wasn't a peaceful place till the Jews got there. That's. Somewhat... I'm just giving you this. I know. I hate. No, of course I hear this stuff all the time. I deal with like, it all the time. When was it peaceful? Okay. I, then I return to this. Okay. So I'm curious. In light of the fact that you're so worried about people's oppression in the founding of a country, why is Pakistan legitimate? I wrote a piece on this. Pakistan, millions of, of Hindus and Muslims were killed, millions, in the creation of Pakistan, which never existed in history, ripped out a Muslim state out of India. I didn't know that. Yes. In, ni- in the same year, 1947, Israel was founded in 1948. This was founded in 47. Millions of refugees from both sides, cadaver trainloads of dead. Dead people ship back and forth, Hindus to India, Muslims to Pakistan. Why is Pakistan legitimate? Far more suffering, far more rape, far more torture and murder. There is something wrong, morally wrong, about isolating Israel. I don't know a country that was founded in pure peace. It doesn't exist. But you have, you have decided to pick on only Israel, the only Jewish state in the world. That is all of a sudden illegitimate.
0: You know why I love what, what why I love that you're saying this, and this is the reason why. So I actually gave my entire CPAC speech on not, uh, not obviously I did not give my CPAC speech on Judaism or the Israel State, um, but I did it on slavery. And I said, why of all of the nations that have that had slavery exactly and that right. have slavery still today that are, exist in Africa, right? I went into Ghana. I talked about all of the countries that still have slavery today. Why are you picking on America? Why have right. we isolated America? That's as and, and then I went, in and my thesis was really. Human history is complicated. It was brutish. It was ugly. It was short. People died. We know that, right? We have now moved into this is the first time ever that we've moved into this period of morality. I mean, you could go back to 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 talk about the tragedies that were suffered during World War Two. I mean, people are still alive, and have seen things that you'd be like, oh my gosh, you couldn't wrap your head around. But what I dis, what I hate so much about the left is that they make it seem like it's only the West. Right, it's it's only matters when the
1: West that, does it. That's right, and that's
0: what they're really after. It's about demonizing it the West, do not with helping slavery. the East.
1: That is, it has nothing to do with slavery. Was a universal. The only serious question, if you're morally serious, and the left is not, the only morally serious question is not who had slaves. It's who ended slavery.
0: That's what I said in my CPAC speech, and you know who it happens to be? Gosh darn it, those white men. They were the ones that ended yes, it first. It those is, white yes. westerners that were supposed and to. And to make it
1: worse, white Christians. It's
0: Oh, and that makes it so much worse. And I did that my whole speech. I went through every empire. I mean, I'm like, and I said what I've realized fundamentally, Dennis, is the left has no idea that the world existed before 1776. Everything well, starts and ends well, with America. Well, now
1: before 1619, right. but I get your point. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh, 17th, oh yeah, they want to go
0: back to 1619, but like they have right. no idea. So when they start that's talking right. about you, you know what they did, it always starts at America, the United States of America. Everything that happened right. is relevant if it happened in America. If, even if it's outside of America, right now it's irrelevant. It's only matters within America. Right?
1: Do they know that there were far more slaves enslaved by Muslims than by Christians? Arabs,
0: the number one, the, the number, number one, one. slavers Correct. of the world were yes, the Arabs. It Always right. has been, and they still the are number world. one. Word, today. the
1: word I know Arabic, the word for slave in Arabic is the same word as the word for black. What is it? Abid. No way, yes,
0: I didn't know that. We yeah. have to write that down too. <laughs> Abid, yeah, I this is where I do my research. Um, that is so funny. So, the word bl- that means the word black, and it's the same word for slave. That's incredible. And I and I say that 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 is kind of what I've realized the uphill battle has been because when I look at people. And what they're what they seem so aggrieved about and so angry about that's the common denominator is that nobody knows that there was a world before America and they're they're learning the context of history just within the realm of what white Americans did and they don't know that all any of the good stuff that we've done and I I really started talking about really the Native Americans because um a a, a girl sixteen years old goes to a school that's fifty seven thousand dollars a year in New York City I used to nanny for her she's sixteen now Um, on the first day of school they're required to take a um. A diversity class. After they're shown their safe space, okay, in New York City, sixteen years old, and the diversity class is when they go around the room and they're supposed to talk about why they feel guilty for being white. Mind you, the girl's Jewish. She's, she's, I mean, they're 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 proper Jewish, but you know, Jewish people are white now. Doesn't matter. And they're encouraged to share why they feel guilty. And then they're they're her first paper was to write a paper on why, um, Columbus Day should be renamed Indigenous People Day, right? And I and I listened to that and I said. The, the concept now that Native Americans were these people that were just planting flowers, that were so kind, like the Disney movie Pocahontas, and then here came white man John Smith and his guys – and I'm like, they were literal cannibals. It's been proven proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. New York Times even had to run the piece. Yes, they cannibalized, they ate, they had sacrifices. The Aztecs killed hundreds and thousands of kids, sacrificed to the rain gods. That stuff stopped when white men began believing in a monotheistic worldview and started assigning morality and saying it actually is not off or not, right? It's not off about the rain god, the sun god. There's, you, there's you meaning. You should have
1: uh, Keith Richburg on this show. Keith, Keith Richburg, yes. Yes. Keith Richburg is a, a black uh, Washington Post reporter, uh, and uh, he he wrote one of the most thoughtful books out of America. He was uh, the uh, he was the Washington Post, Post bureau chief in Africa, and he wrote the book. and His thesis is basically this: uh, Now that I have been to Africa for years, as the Washington Post chief correspondent, and as a black American. I I came to realize something. Without denying the evil of slavery and what my ancestors went through, I am very lucky that I am the descendant of these ancestors, because otherwise I would have ended up living in Africa and not America.
0: It's the number one question I ask black people that come up to me, and they they pull that whole weird, oh, well, we were taken from our home, and I go, whoa, 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 you can go back. What country are you want to live in today? And I've told you the countries. I'm like, pick, pick country. Where do you want to live? And do do you want to live in uh uh Uganda or Ghana mm-hmm. rather, which is where Colin pa- Kaepernick said he had to go instead of celebrating Fourth of July? Do you want to live there, where there's still where there's still a, there's still child slaves, child slaves working on Lake Volta, uh thousands, tens of thousands of them working on Lake Volta, and if they if they're caught eating the fish that they're that they're required to catch, they're beaten well, be- senselessly. Well, the, where do you want to live? Here, pick country. I, Libya.
1: I are, you, to- I are you ready for a great fact? This was reported by William Sapphire in the New York Times in the 1980s so that's 40 years ago this was already known more black africans have come to the united states voluntarily as immigrants than what came here as slaves that was already true 40 years ago
0: 40 years ago yes, yes. that is a wonderful fact i love yes. that fact so much it just yes. strengthens my arguments and and by the way you want to know another fun fact uh, the most uh, who are the most successful uh, black groups are the black immigrant groups. Oh, All right? oh, Nigerian oh I, I, right. Nigerian and Nigerian Americans yeah. and Caribbean uh, Americans. Ab- so they're they're so terrific. If this country yes. judges you based on the color of your skin right. and hates immigrants. Yes. I have to imagine these Nigerian Americans I, are coming with an accent and I, they might be black.
1: I asked right? the guy, a guy, a black African guy was doing my was shining my shoes at the John F. Kennedy Airport. And I said to the guy, which is abnormal, because usually they're white-collar jobs. I mean, they're doing great African immigrants. But this guy, but he was running all the, he was an entrepreneur. He, he wasn't just doing shoes. He was running all the shoe stand uh, concessions. Anyway, so I said to him, I'm just curious, since you've, you know, moved here recently from Africa, just tell me, do you feel that Americans are, are pretty much racist? So the guy looks around, see, is anybody listening? And he goes, no. He was embarrassed to say as a black he doesn't experience racism.
0: It's true. It's true. Honestly, it it is so true. And any person that is pretending when you walk around this country that this is a racist country, you know instantly what their passport looks like. You know, they haven't they haven't been around the world. Are you, the blessing, <laughs> course, the, the yes, blessing exactly. of living in this country. It, I yes. almost think it should be a requirement. The luckiest
1: blacks in the world live in America, and as a Jew, I say the right. luckiest Jews in the world live in in America. Forget, forget putting Israel aside. But if all the countries in the world. It's America.
0: And, and I and I and I want to repeat this fact correctly by I remember Charlie saying that if all of black, if black Americans united and became its own country we'd be the 26th wealthiest country in the world. That's how lucky we are to live in America. Right. Like we we be the 26th right. wealthiest nation in the world if we just combined because that is how much this country right. has given us and they they can't point to me I go where where did you ever live? Okay? So what, I, I don't want to what, take you out of your own country. Do you, so where do you, you want to you go in Africa? Tell me.
1: What 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 is in the black self interest? to accept the leftist belief that whites are racist.
0: There, there is nothing in self-interest. There's no self-interest. It's not about self-preservation. What it is about is a study on propaganda and brainwashing, a unique study on propaganda and brainwashing. Um, and it's real. It's all real. We, we've known this. When you studied yellow journalism, when you studied propaganda, you understand that when people read something and, they say, and it's said enough times, they do accept it as their reality, right? And unfortunately, we are literally being taught systematically. And it's sleepy. I can't remember what year I accepted that. Republicans are racist. When I was in school, I went to public school system. I can't tell you the exact year, but I can tell you that by the time I entered college, I knew Republicans were backwards and racist. I knew, you hear me? I knew that Republicans and conservatives were racist. And I say no, because it wasn't something that, you know, was natural for me to feel. I learned it. And and it starts with little facts, which I'm so proud that I work for PragerU uh, because this organization uh, to, to just put five minute videos means A, you understand that you don't have much time to make a difference. Nobody wants to watch a 30 minute video. I'm sorry, right? Um, but to say little things like the Southern strategy, let's look into that. That's taught in every mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. school. Right. The Southern strategy. Here's when it all magically switched. So disregard everything we've ever done historically because the parties magically switched. Like, do you understand what that does? If if you're a black American and you are getting this is me getting the answers right to my test. The Democrats and the Republican Party switched. Correct. Candace. Okay, do that, do that thousands of times over over the course of somebody's public schooling and you go, well, well, I can't understand why the blacks are running around here thinking that conservatives are racist. Well, I'll tell you why. Because conservatives gave up the school systems. That's it. Look at the college campuses. They're worst. They're, they're worst. When I first started in college, it was the beginning of it, right? So I had to, it was mandatory. I was supposed to take feminism 101, which is, you know, feminism 101 is how you learn how to hate men. Right. Uh, uh, tr- and uh, gender how you're, op- and is, how you're is, oppressed. Yeah, gender studies is how you learn how to hate biology. Um, and African-American studies how you learn how to hate white people. Oh, that's this is, good. They're all called different things, but this is what you get out of each that's class, correct. right? Yeah. Um, and 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 that, that was when they first started trickling like that man thing on me. Men are horrible, horrible. Look at a syllabus today. And I say this to your generation in particular because it's hard to make you guys understand what's happening on college campuses because you're just like, it can't be that crazy. Oh, I
1: know how bad it is. As uh, crazy uh, as uh, you uh, think uh, it is, uh, it's I, worse. Oh, correct. I, look, I have a motto. I tell parents, first of all, uh, unless they have to, they shouldn 't send their kid to college. Number two, I say sending your kid to college is playing Russian roulette with their values that is That is as literally true as you can be the, the, except that they're, the the chambers with bullets are greater than the chambers without bullets. So the chance that your kid will come home and honor you, his parents, honor this country, uh, uh, honor liberty are very close to zero.
0: And I hate to say this, Dennis, but unless I'll, they
1: were drunk for four years, I
0: hate to say this, Dennis, but I'll tell you where you're wrong. It starts way earlier than college. Oh, I know
1: that too. Okay. Uh, on this stuff, I am aware. We're
0: gonna have to amend the statement hey, because uh, this is the problem.
1: Drag queen story hour. Five year old. Did you
0: believe this? Did you Did you see the video? There was a video of a woman yes, I and her five year old. She looked traumatized in the chair, and, and there's a oh, a oh no, man, I didn't see that oh, video. Yeah, circling saw, on Twitter. Yeah. Circling on Twitter. A, a five year old in a chair, and there is a man dressed as a woman in 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 booty shorts, butt out, like talking about promiscuity and, and sexualizing the, the child looks traumatized and the of man gets on is. all fours and starts crawling towards really? the child with music and the mom is behind the child like shaking like dancing like by the a way cool do you I'm know cool what mom. is amazing
1: this is the amazing thing i i'm so used to this it's no longer amazing but it still is worth using that adjective it is women who are robbing children of innocence we used to think of women as the protectors of children left-wing women are a greater problem for children than left-wing men.
0: I am going to say this, and I'm going to say this unapologetically. Women are, if you look at all of the issues, women are the a nucleus of all of them. That's right. right. Every that issue, is that if you can isolate any yes. issue, you can look at the trans That's issue. Right. You can look at, you know, the radicalism of, like, don't yes. believe in me too, which means don't even listen to any. Just that rap. is correct. If you look at it, women are, are at the problem. Are the problem? Right. They are at the nucleus of every single thing that we have in society right now. Anyone who the world would
1: be better if women ruled should just look at the left.
0: Right. Or just look at the world now. How's the world you think the world sucks? Guys, you want to know who's ruling the world? Ooh, the patron. No, actually you're wrong. Everything that we're seeing in society that we understand to be cancerous, to go against our values, to go against conservatism, to go against the mental health of, of our of our children in the future. It is being Thought up and perpetuated by women. Stop pretending the men, men are at, are at right, the core. Right, but of this. it's
1: more women than men. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, the men
0: are the men that are a part of it are getting in line. By the way, they're not. They, right. they're, they're not coming Look, up with the ideas. They're getting you, in line. I don't know
1: if you saw no safe spaces, but I was in it.
0: We do this. I know, every but I time. but I didn't
1: know you saw it. Of you could be in it. it and not see it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for the record, everybody. <laughs> and if you. The, the students at Yale, for example, screaming curses at, at their professor, overwhelmingly female. The students cursing Brett Weinstein at Evergreen College in Washington, overwhelmingly female students. It's just, a, it's just a fact. What? Now, of course, what the left doesn't answer it. They'll say misogyny, as if you and I hate women. Yeah. The, the idea... It's well, so you obs- hate
0: Jews, I hate black people, I hate women. I mean, it all makes the, sense, no, no, right?
1: But they don't have answers. This, this That's they all they, they, they say. They tell
0: the truth, and, yes. and they don't know what to do with the truth. And the truth is, is that women are problematic. And, and by the way, you want to talk about how the patriarchy is really going to win? Because women are the one putting forth things that are only going to help men. And this is a perfect example. There is an actress. I don't even know what she's in, so I don't know why I'm calling her an actress. I literally only know her by her boobs, okay? Because every time she's upset about something she gets naked this is her her name is emma rota i I know i butchered that name okay very uh her body great body right so the way that she gets attention is every time she gets upset she takes her bra off on instagram and she has her boobs she goes marching naked she just wears her jeans she says ah you know like f you guys f men so she like naked picture f you harvey weinstein how is that this getting sticking it to the man so i say this my husband talked about this he's like yeah, all right i guess emma's mad again we have to men have to look at her boobs uh, i guess uh emma's really upset again we're, we're forced to look at her boobs because darn the patriarchy men are winning they're getting the best deal ever so women have now decided that promiscuity is a sign of freedom so women are saying we'll give it to you for free right we will have sex with whoever we want we will take our clothes off whenever we want how, please explain to me how men are losing in this. Oh, that's
1: very funny you should say that because I, I was at college at the, at the cusp of feminism and uh, I've, I've never said this publicly and I, I, I but I. You loved feminism, I, didn't you? I loved what? You
0: loved it. Every second of well, them that's throwing the point. their bras. No,
1: that is the <laughs> point. I remember saying to a friend, cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good guy. But I'm also a guy. I'm also a guy. And I, and I remember saying to a friend, I can't believe it. For th- 10,000 years, men have wanted women to think that they want sex like we do. And it finally happened. And here I am, 20 years old. God you are a good God. I remember going through this routine <laughs> my with my friends. It.
0: He's like, I couldn't uh, believe it. Okay, the girls are walking I down would, the street naked again.
1: <laughs> or 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 just, oh, with the, the, no, commitment is completely unnecessary. Oh, really? You gotta be kidding.
0: Tell me this is not how no, men No, so what has happened?
1: Wait. So here is the of course it's how men think. But but here is the amazing thing. So they so the, the women bought the feminist lie, not the feminist line, the feminist lie, you're just like men. But they get depressed when they act like
0: men, sexually. I'm like... I-
1: so now the depression, they're in far greater states of depression. They're far lonelier than men. And they... Uh, uh, and that's why you have all the rules now. Oh, well, I, I didn't really say okay. Well... What does that mean you didn't say, okay? Uh, it, so that what they're saying is, I am not to blame for the consensual sex we had which has made me depressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is to blame for the consensual sex I had that made me depressed.
0: I mean, talking about the misery, like like, who, whose idea was this, right? And, and, and this is what's really ironic. So I, by, by and large, like, in terms of where my life started and where I am now, I'm a very successful person, right? I get to go around the world and share my ideas, and I, I'm running two businesses by myself. What do you think is the thing that gives me the greatest pleasure in life?
1: What has given you the greatest pleasure? as of this moment?
0: In, 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 yeah, in this moment and also like in a day. What is the what is the highlight of my day?
1: Well, uh maybe your marriage
0: yeah my marriage yeah. I mean, the highlight of my day well, is yes. when I get to cook dinner for my husband
1: R- right. right I totally get it and I would uh, my wife would answer the same thing although she doesn't cook dinner for me because I prefer to eat out right,
0: right. I'm a very strange <laughs> I, husband. I love I love I love I know, but she, yes yeah no, no. And, and and putting uh, food on the table sitting down yes. talking to my husband feeding our friends those are the things that give me the right. greatest I have met the I have had lunch with the president of the United States and I am telling you Correct. the thing that gives I, me the greatest pleasure right. is feeding my husband Husband, right making him a sandwich okay yes. what was this all about what was that this whole correct. sport of that, we need to compete why, like men why, be like correct. men act like men dress like men talk like men get naked have sex with men give them everything they want for whose happiness right whose happiness
1: no it, it's the very moment well first of all the very moment i know that a woman is married uh, that i i assume that she is less radical and and that there are exceptions to all rules but the 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 staggering number of non-married women never married women uh both uh that has also contributed to the radicalization and the lack of wisdom in so many women M- marriage men need women and women need men but you see no man denies we need a woman that's the irony we—it It is not unmasculine of me to acknowledge. I need a good woman, mm. but a woman needs a good man just as badly.
0: It's so true. It's so true, and it, it's sad, because the symbi- symbiotic nature you know, of me just getting married, for people to know, and now that I'm married, I'm just like, guys, oh my gosh, it was all a lie. When I say it was all a lie, it means I was raised to believe, if you, I mean, the classes I took, I mean, you're raised to believe you do not need a man, and not only that's do you not right. need a man, it is a token of how strong and how good you are that, if you do it yes, without a man. it's an achievement.
1: That's it's right. all a lie. And, and, and you can have a child, and the child doesn't need a father. No, it doesn't, oh, because you can do so, it by yourself. So passive. Right. And and, and the loneliest people are, uh, by the way, according to polls, this is not a Republican or conservative uh, 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 viewpoint. Uh, The loneliest people, according to uh, the academic studies, are single parents.
0: I do not doubt that at all. And this is what I always say. I had a young black woman come up to me on campus. I spoke at Trinity College, uh, I think, in January. Um, and she came up to me, and and, and, she, and she was doing her, her little routine about what we are saying that women can't do without men. I said, no, 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 no. I've never said a woman can't do without a man. There have been tons of women who have lost their their husbands in horrible, tragic, right. Kobe Bryant, you right. know, gone. Right. Right. Do I think Vanessa just can't do it now? Right. I think she can do it. Right. But you know what? I know that it would have been easier and better if she had a partner for, that was beside her side and that is what the way that she would have preferred it, right? We should not be setting our preferences right. to doing it without men. If we have to, right? Of when course, we have to send the boys issue. to war, it's yes. a totally like, that's but that right. should not be, you shouldn't be encouraging right. women to want that, to pursue that because you know what's on the other side of that. You know it's misery. You know it's unhappiness. Let them know the joy joys of marriage why do we only you know talk what? about the May horrible I, things i'm
1: going to suggest something which will uh, get me in trouble at home you you should uh you should have my wife on you you are such kindred spirits uh and uh, I, I i she was a single mother when i met her and she she is incredibly independent and she's brilliant and she's a lawyer and all these things but but she would answer what you did. The greatest joy in life is our marriage. And it's, it's, it gives stability to her life as it does to mine. To deny this so is to be people, a fool.
0: To so many people. Denied to so many people. And I said, you know, when I met my husband, and literally, the best way I can describe marriage, it's I felt like my whole life I was holding my breath, right? Just holding my breath because it's like, it could all go wrong, I'll have nobody here, I'll just be here, I'll be, I'll, I'll be by myself, it, it could all go wrong. And then when I suddenly had someone who, who, who loves you, right. Who gets you, you can share all these moments with, it was like one long exhale, 29 years of holding my breath mm. and one long exhale because mm. I knew it was going to be okay. Right. And, and, and it stabilizes you instantly because you don't, you, you don't have this quiet anxiety, especially as women. We have, we have, it's loud, it's louder inside of women because we've got biology running against us. You That's know, you've got right. so many things. What am I going to have kids? What am I going to do? If I don't have kids, am I going to, am I, am I, am I failure? If I don't, if I don't. It's the top of my career. Is it going to be worse? Because we're now supposed to do both all of a sudden. It's not okay to just raise. It's not enough to just raise good human beings. And when I met my husband, I went, Ah, oh, there it is. Mm. There it is. That's right. That's that, that thing. It just instantly went away. And we're denying that to so many young girls uh, on the basis of, of some glory of, of doing it by yourself.
1: I got, a, uh, I got a call. I do a male-female hour on my radio show every week, and I have for about 15 to 20 years. So a woman called me. She said, uh, she, I'm 50 years old. I have three degrees. I'm very successful entrepreneur, CEO. And I want you to know, Dennis, that um, I deeply regret that I followed the feminist advice at college because when i come home after a successful day at work to an empty home no husband no children no family it's not good she was not self-pitying i actually had her call I, i've written a thousand columns they're all on the internet a thousand and i i never did this before or after i transcribed her call and that was my column that week Wow. All I said was, here is what a woman said to me on my radio show.
0: It's so sad and it's so true. And, and, it, and it's so, it, it just speaks even louder um, to what the left does in, in, in being able to convince people um, uh, towards their own misery. Right? You, yes. Explain to me how blacks, the what, left, I, you get convinced.
1: Left is a misery inducer. It's a
0: misery inducer. <laughs> and it, it makes you fight for your own misery. That's the uniqueness. And that's why, in a certain way, I almost have to respect the Machiavellian brilliancy, right, behind what they've been able to do, right? They are able to not only make you miserable, but get you to fight for your misery. That's right. They got black Americans to fight for their misery. And women They get women and to Hispanics. fight for their misery. Uh, Jewish yes. people to fi- fight for uh, yes. it, you know, and, and they're able to do that. They got
1: they got Jews to hate Israel. They
0: did. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. I speak to yes. them like, wow, I mean, and and, and, right. and I'm sitting here arguing with them, trying to say, and I just ask questions, you know, I'm not here to pretend to be an expert, but I, I know what you know. They're the, the world was always ugly so why is it, why is it only matter and it's only relevant when you go back in history it's like but jewish people but jewish people i'm like do you know what this world was we are none of us are without sin actually to 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 think that is a godless position it's a godless position to believe
1: well it is godless and and uh, uh this was the this was one of the great important moments of my life when i was at graduate school i was walking around columbia midtown manhattan or in upper manhattan And I was going crazy because my teachers were teaching me drivel, nonsense, true nonsense. And I kept thinking, why are such bright people teaching me nonsense? And all of a sudden, I had gone to yeshiva, which is Jewish school uh, all day long, uh, half the day in Hebrew, religious subjects, half the day in English, secular subjects, a very strong grounding. So we would open up in, in first grade with some prayers. Usually they were verses from the Bible in Hebrew. I hadn't said this verse since second grade, and it came to me in graduate school out of nowhere. That's why I call it an epiphany. And that answered my question and changed my life. All of a sudden, the verse came back to me in Hebrew. I won't bother saying it in Hebrew. Wisdom begins with the fear of God from the Bible. And I said, oh, now I know why there's no wisdom at Columbia. There's no God at Columbia. And that has stayed with me to this day. The secular world has no wisdom. They have knowledge. There are very kind people there. There's no question there are secular kind people. Absolutely. But there's no wisdom coming from the secular world. That doesn't mean all religious people are wise. There are religious fools. But all wisdom comes ultimately in the Western world from the Bible-based world that we had. That is, Lincoln didn't go to church, but he read the Bible every night. And he was a very wise man.
0: As soon as you understand Western civilization, you realize there would be no Western civilization if it wasn't for Judeo-Christian right, values. Right, but the left
1: doesn't care they because care. they're okay with no Western civilization. Right, right, Just to say the West is better makes you a racist. Well, that's correct. It's as ethno- if we're saying white is better, which is, which is a joke.
0: And they know it's true because then you say, then why don't why don't you send your kids to Iran? Or, why don't you you know you you know you've been fighting a lot for for the Arabs? Why don't you just consider raising your children in, in an Arab nation?
1: Right. Oh no, no, I don't.
0: Why? Right. Because you Where know you be that the West is, is better. Because Where? you know it. Right. Right. It, and that's the irony of Rose McGowan, who is, is an actress. She was the one at the center of the, the Me Too allegations. That is. Yes. Um in the same breath, and I said this to her, and I, I was I was happy for her. You know, when Har- Harvey Weinstein got um, sentenced, I was very happy for her because she was the first one that spoke out. Um, and I be- always believed her because I I I see this trend when women get into this like shave. There, something happened, right? Shave my head off. I don't want to look like a woman, and they get all something usually happened. And I was very happy for her, but I said to her, you know, I'm I'm interested in trying to understand. I tweeted this to her. How it is that you can applaud that Harvey Weinstein got sentenced, as you should, and and in the same very same week, in the same breath, you defend Iran, a nation whose constitution states, right, constitution states that a woman's life is half that as a man's. What did she say? She didn't answer, right, because there is no answer. Yeah. There is no answer, to than I am completely and utterly ignorant. And I fall into some trap where I will somehow say that America is because she tweets it's an awful evil. We're dying under regime. Please, Iran, come save us. We're so sorry for our evil Iran. dictator.
1: She actually spoke well of Iran. She
0: did it, it, the Soleimani thing. You, that was that was that was like it was rare. If you well, were, well that of was Colin Cal-
1: Kaepernick's line. That oh, well, of course, we killed Soleimani because he he's uh, not white.
0: And he said, no, he said, he said, because black and and brown bodies have always, white people have always murdered black and brown bodies to pursue their militaristic. Not because he's a
1: mass murdering, despicable, terror, torturing human being.
0: Do you know what the best part of of Colin Kaepernick saying that was? He said, because of white imperialism, black and and brown bodies always get murdered in defense of Iran, a, a nation full of black and brown bodies. I'm like, so you do know that used to be known as Persia? Right? uh, That imperial empire <laughs> that lasted for like 300 years, 400 years. Do you know that that Persia that they, they used to go around and they used to kill white bodies? Did you not see the movie 300? The idea,
1: anyway, that Persians are now considered black and brown.
0: Yeah, it doesn't mean it means just not this. It literally is a color. It's a color. <sighs> they, they hold it up, they've got this pigment, and it's like you're white. They don't care about anything. It doesn't matter, Jewish it doesn't matter, you're white.
1: They look much closer to white than they do to black and brown I- Iranians.
0: Yep. Well, nope. That was his, that was something. They're now considered brown anyway, bodies. the idea,
1: no, to reduce. Morality to color. So, what does that mean? There are no evil people who are not white. That's correct.
0: That's what it means. Well, all right.
1: He's a he's a bad human being. What are, what are you going to do? Yeah, that,
0: I mean, that's that. But that is what he's. There saying. must be
1: something problematic. He, he he. You know, he was raised by white parents.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a very odd. There's something uh, strange going on there.
0: No, no, nothing strange. It's money. He's a race hustler. There's something strange. Don't, don't don't overthink it, right? Don't overthink why what he's doing. He yeah. never used to wear his hair in afro. You see, Colin Kaepernick always says the afro now. He never used to wear his hair in afro. He used to have a clean cut hair. You could obviously tell that he was white. Now he's puffing his hair up like it, as if that's what black people walk around looking like. Nope, that was maybe in the 70s. Was that a 60s or 70s? Public, the Brady Bunch years. Um, but that's not what black people look like. But he's doing that to say this is my blackness. He he did, was not raised by black people. He is half white, and he he his chance his name was given in the fact that a white person took him in. By accident, he stumbled right by accident. I do, I do believe that he kneeled because he believes in the police brutality myth. Many black people did believe in right. it, right? Then he realized, wait, What, Uh what do I get for this money, cash rewards? Well, let me go find every other problem in society and just completely delete the fact that every opportunity I have has been given to me by white people. And so he's just, he's a, it's it's business. You know, you you really think every holiday he's found a reason to be upset as he tweets every holiday. Can't celebrate Thanksgiving because the white man did this. Can't celebrate the 4th of July because the white man did this. He celebrated it for every year of his life until he realized that. I don't
1: know. I, you may be right. Uh, uh, it may be a combination. I think that the left has convinced him that he's right. Mm-mm. You you think he's doing this and and knows it's nonsense?
0: It's all about money. Interesting. Listen, he's, okay. he doesn't have a career anymore. so, No, no, that's to human true. Survival. At this point, yeah.
1: to, for him to say, you know, I'm wrong, I'm very lucky actually to be a black in America and I'm richer than the vast majority of whites, uh, so I take it back and I really want to thank my white parents for raising me and giving me a loving home. That would end uh, his contract with Nike.
0: It would, of course, it would. Yes, not only that, that but he, he's not going back to the NFL. He was, he was a subpar player, right? So, it, what's his next career move? He he can't get back into the NFL, and this, it, so he's he's sticking with this. Nike's giving him contracts. He's getting all of these all of these awards, accolades. This is this is now a business for him. That's the same for Al Sharpness, It's the same for Jesse Jackson. They fully there is a a market right now if you are able to expertly manipulate black people, um, that you will get applauded and they will say you're amazing. Same for women, right? Right? There's, a, there's a whole market in being a rabid feminist. If you do it right, um, you'll, you'll end up miserable in the end. But this, that's it. It's just business. I do. I do not. I don't see mm-hmm. anything beyond that. Other than this is how he's making money, and there have been so many people that have done this that have come before him, and there will be many people after him that come before him, that that come after him that do this. And I feel like it's it's our job, my job, uh to wake people up to realize this because I see Black America as the linchpin, meaning that they cannot no, I, do no, it. No,
1: clearly, if what happens they they loo- if, if they lose Black America? What happens if every
0: Black American was a Larry Elder?
1: Yeah. Well, no. Not even every, if a quarter. Right,
0: if a quarter, right? It, what, what can they perpetuate? What, what can they put forth? What can they propel that doesn't get immediately well, that smacked? that is
1: why uh, I, am, I am in the second most hated group. You're in the first most hated. Black conservatives is first most hated because there are so many blacks. And if you have a political impact, it's over for the left. I am a Jewish conservative despised as such. But there are so few Jews, believe it or not, Think people think there are a lot more Jews than there are, uh, that it, it, it wouldn't really affect election outcomes. Because if every Jew in California voted Republican, it would have no effect on but California. But the Jews
0: are running the world.
1: What do you mean? Yes, I know. Well, I've always <laughs> said to people they're really doing a lousy job. How do you get exterminated if you're r- r- running the world? It's an amazing thing. I mean, running the world. It it is such a statement. By the way, the statement of contempt for non-Jews. Jews are are. are there were seven billion people in the world. There were thirteen million Jews. Half of them don't even identify as such, right. and, they're and they're running, running the world. world. What does it say about the non-Jew? What a pathetic, creature. just idiot, right? Yes, yes right. So just absolute. I never understood that. Right, you're right. It's such an insult, oh, right?
0: Totally. That is so true. And and here here's my ask to to people. I'm the left, stop pretending. Like, st- stop pretending that it's because you care about Palestine. Just admit that it's because you don't like Jewish people. Stop pretending that it's because right. you care about Black America. Just be admit that you hate white people stop pretending that it's because mm-hmm. that because you care about women just admit right. that you hate men that's all I'm asking be upfront yes. about what it is stop pretend stop pretending it's like the plight of some group that you're doing this because because it never is and history proves that it's never it never is like you just said about Pakistan what ha, how Pakistan was founded proves that it's not the issue no, of what's going on right. in the in the well, Israel what about Tibet? Palestinian
1: Tibet I mean that's an, one of the most ancient nations on earth and the Chinese have wrecked it, destroyed it, ruined it, Sinified it. And, and, and where are the demonstrations on that one?
0: Well, they're not, if the Chinese people were white, there would be plenty. Oh,
1: or Jewish. Uh, or, or yes, Jewish. That's there would be, correct.
0: People, you forgot. Yes. Jewish is white now. She's skin color.
1: Well, except the joke <laughs> is half of Israel's Jews are not white.
0: I know. I know. And, and that's the truth. Um, and, and so I think I want to wrap this by saying that it is so important for people to understand history world history and, and to really rely upon people that are older to tell you what the world was like even when they were living it. Um, because as we see that we, we have the left that is treading towards trying to make us believe that everybody is a victim and they've only been victimized by one type of individual, that being a white Jewish and white male um, and a religious person. It couldn't be further from the truth. And all you have to do is look back at human history to understand how countries became countries, what happened before 1776 to debunk every single Thing. every single factoid, non-factoid that the left gives you can be permanently destroyed if you understand world history.
1: That's right. Truth is the enemy of the left. That is the case. Can I uh, make one plug for my book?
0: I'm actually going to say you're going to get your two minutes. You know we do two minutes. Oh, you yeah. Plug well, your book.
1: It, so this, I want ten seconds before the two minutes. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm doing something that is not uh, done for money. I'm writing commentary on the Bible, on the first five books, because as I said, Bible-free is wisdom-free. And I, all my wisdom comes from there. And so it's called the Rational Bible. If people would just go to Amazon and read the reviews by agnostics about how it has changed their lives— I think that it'll be a powerful thing for them. It's called the Rational Bible.
0: And let me just say this, because I've been saying this more, for the people that follow me and are not religious, I, I always say to you, you do not have to be religious to get something out of the Bible. You do not that's have to right. be, and I think the that's Rational right. Bible is probably what you're looking for when you don't want to jump right into the Bible uh, um, because the Proverbs in the Bible are timeless. The things the things that you already know that we say you don't even realize came from the Bible, right? There's nothing new under the sun. That, That's a Biblical proverb, right? Um, that's correct. Uh, what's done in the dark will come to light. That, you didn't come up with that. That wasn't a Google thing. That was the Bible. So uh, all of those things are Proverbs that have that have been timeless, and they have come from the Bible. So um, the truth the truth there is everlasting, right. and, and that's why it's so important to read it, whether or not you are religious. Right. So go out and uh, make sure you buy The Rational Bible by Dennis Prager.
1: Thank We're going to wrap
0: this episode by allowing him to further um, give you some knowledge and some wisdom, as only Dennis Prager can, and it is why he's one of my favorite people to speak to. Him and Larry Elder, neck and neck, but there you go. Um, it's, a,
1: it's a good guy to be tied with.
0: It's a good guy to be tied with, exactly. And you
1: know I brought Larry to radio.
0: He, he's an encyclopedia. It, oh, something, Larry. Something's wrong oh, with him. Larry is a gem. Yeah, and I, I say I thank goodness me and him on the same side because I would never debate him.
1: That's <laughs> – God, is that true?
0: Thank goodness, Larry, because I would never debate you. I would avoid right. you all the time.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a great lie.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to look at this camera.
1: I am going to look at that camera. You're going to look at
0: that camera, okay. and you're going to you're going to give some knowledge. Um, all right, ready, set, world. I again give you the great Dennis Prager.
1: Well, I don't know about the great, but thank you very much. I, I, it's a very tough thing to summarize what I would love to share with you in two minutes, but I'll give you one quick thought. Life is difficult, and uh, we have a choice in life. Certainly in America, I'll, I'll speak just for us in America. We have a choice. I could either say life is difficult or America sucks. Those are my two choices. Conservatives say life is difficult. Leftists say America sucks. And that's, in a nutshell, the difference between left and right. I'm not talking about liberals. Liberals are torn. But, but the left-wing view is, if you are unhappy— It is America's fault. Unless you're white, heterosexual Christian male, in which case you're so awful, it's your fault. But I I realized this at a very early age. I went to Jewish religious school, and it's the same in a Christian religious school. I was taught that the greatest problem in Dennis Prager's life is Dennis Prager. Not America. Not American anti-Semitism. Dennis Prager. The day you realize you are the greatest problem in your life you will become happier, you will become stronger, you will become better, you will be a better friend, a better spouse, a better human being. That's it in a nutshell. Know what you have to really battle. And in America, it's not America.
0: I love that. That's what I always say. It's not my fault, but it is my problem. Thank you guys for watching the latest episode of The Candace Owens Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As many of you guys already know, PragerU is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. I would really appreciate your support.